Hello and welcome to episode 136 of the e-commerce coffee break podcast. In this episode, I talk with Lee Barnes about how to use bundles to increase your revenue. So let's get started. This is the e-commerce coffee break, the podcast dedicated to Shopify store owners who want to optimize their business for maximum conversions and revenue. Each week, you're going to get actionable advice and hear from special guests talking about various topics on how to run a profitable business on Shopify. Learn how to survive in the fast-changing e-commerce world with your host, Klaus Lauter, and get e-commerce insights you can't Google. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of the e-commerce Coffee Break. Getting more revenue, increasing average order value, and also delivering a better service to your customers in your shop makes always sense and is the goal of every merchant. One way to achieve that is working with bundles. So bundling your products and offering there more to your customer with one payment, basically. So we want to dive into this topic a little bit deeper in today. And with me is Lee Barnes. He is the chief technology officer at 8.com. Lee comes from an early love of digital design that quickly pivoted into software engineering and infrastructure before embarking on a lifelong love affair with e-commerce. So that tells you how deep he is into this topic. Lee has worked all over the globe in Canada, UK, US, and Africa for really interesting and innovative companies like Amazon, NASA, and Red Bull, and has founded and managed startup in cloud infrastructure, payment, data processing, and fulfillment industries. Lee's career also has deeply intervened with the Shopify partner system, and his experience in the Shopify space started in 2012, where he led a mass e-commerce migration and replatforming for Shopify merchants. Since then, he is in charge for a UK-based company, 8.com, and is their CTO, and they're making Shopify themes and apps and are on the mission to simplify the ways that Shopify merchants can be more successful in selling their stuff. Hey, Lee, how are you today? Hey, how are you doing? Thank you for having me on the e-commerce coffee break. Yeah, welcome on the show. Lee, let's talk about bundles. Huge topic. I think a lot of merchants sort of underestimate what a bundle actually can be and how it can be used in a perfect way in their store. Give me a bit of a background of how you can do this. Bundles is a huge topic and it quite often gets misrepresented across the industry. A lot of people view bundles as sort of the upsells. Amazon sparked that with a lot of their sort of verbiage, which was other people bought something like this or both bought with this loosely coupled to something, in my view, is much more of an upsell. Where we fall into that space is much more on the sort of curated multi-product purchase experience aspect, really falling into bundles as far as this is choose these five products, they actually work together. Not here's a loosely coupled algorithm that spat out five products that you should buy together. There's a sort of difference in that space where you have the upsell item. You also have within the bundle space, some people will think of them as packaged sets and an individual product that's pre-packaged. We don't really view it in that space, but I think there's a lot of murkiness around what a bundle is in that area. Okay. Give me a bit of examples of what a bundle actually is and how you can put them together. There's a lot of examples like from our side, it's more on the pick and mix aspect of it. I think a lot of people understand what a pick and mix type bundle is where you choose X product, whatever, alongside another one and alongside another one next to that. For us, we have users that that use them in all different types of use cases where it's something like a cosmetics brand that's selling a toner alongside a wash alongside something else next to it or a palette of different colors if it's something based on that and allowing somebody to choose items that would best suit them. And we see users sort of using it across a lot of industries whether it's cosmetics, luxury items, jewelry type bundles or customized jewelry where it's shoes, necklaces, set of earrings, et cetera. 
right into sort of fast moving consumer goods where you've got the overhead of household behind it. So we would quite often see somebody doing detergents alongside a couple of other consumer goods within household usage or food space, baking goods or something like that, where it changes based on the consumer group that it's going to. Nintendo have got technical product bundles where they use it not so much for the bundling, but more for almost like compatibility. You're using that purchase experience or the multi-product purchase experience to mitigate things like returns incompatible products, et cetera, across a sort of traditional single product or a discoverability-based shopping experience, which would be your standard e-commerce one. We see it across the board, as I said, from everything like luxury goods, the whole way through to technical products and even B2B type high-cost items as well. Okay. So when is the right moment to present the bundle to your customer? Because no one goes out and does shopping and say, oh, today I'm going to buy a bundle. You're putting the idea in the customer's head that a bundle has some advantages on buying it. So what is the right moment to do so? That very much depends on the store and how their marketing structure is based. If the discoverability is something that's attached to a product, sometimes it's best to have the call out directly on a product page. So somebody is entered in, they've come through a social channel, they arrive on a site, they get onto a single product and below it, it has a box that says, hey, we also sell this as part of a bundle and you can get X, Y, and Z alongside it with an advanced discount or something like that. That's a very, very effective flow for a lot of users. In other cases, you may have a company whose entire structure is built around bundles. And we see this quite frequently, something like a florist or somebody like that who's building a custom gift box or something where it is their core product. In which case, that's front and center. You almost want to get it as soon as possible. And we quite often see that being called out directly from sort of homepages versus offer product or a collection type page. I like the example with the florist. Makes perfect sense. They basically always try to sell you a bundle with something. Now, from the marketing perspective, is there any way or is there any best practice that you use bundles to put in your marketing calendar so that they're only specifically available in certain times of the year? Or is that something that people do? Not from a marketing perspective so much, but more from the fulfillment aspect. There's different times and definitely the bigger the scale of the sort of merchant. Bundles may take you longer to sort of pick, pack and dispatch. There are aspects to it where bundles may not make sense for somebody over a certain time of the year. Whereas for somebody else, they're already prepped for everything being bundles, in which case it makes sense for them to bring it front and center. There's a lot of this strategic background, which I think people need to put into how you're going to handle bundles. How's your fulfillment flow going to work for it? Doesn't make sense for us to push this at a high peak time when our non-bundle sales are going through the roof or not. And you know, are there ways to mitigate that? Can we pre-package bundles? How do we call those ones out? And then how do you display that to somebody? You know, from a marketing standpoint, especially the experience aspect of it, that kind of goes alongside. It might be something which you're calling out as something which we do. We really do this curated. And that may make sense to be pushing around a Christmas time or a gift time, whether it's, you know, Valentine's Day, Christmas or some other form of festivity, birthdays, just based really on what the merchant's selling, I suppose, is going to define when their strategy would be there for it. We would always be happy to hop on a call with somebody and talk them through different thought processes that need to happen behind the scenes. I think that's a very good point that you said there's a certain thought process there. Before we go a little bit more on that side, I want to find out from you, do you have any examples on what kind of additional revenue people can make from bundling their things if they haven't done that before? As an exact figure, I don't think I could give you the exact percentage of it. We know that it is incredibly performance at certain times of year, both from within my bundle builder experience while I've been at the sort of app side of it, but also 
from enterprise merchants before that, we saw really massive upticks where the sort of bundles were making up 25, 30% of an otherwise non-bundled merchants. And that was definitely in the sort of FMCG space where all of a sudden it went from a single product emergency to emergency sale right through to boosting that up 25, 50, 60, 70% in some cases. It's very dependent on the merchant and the capabilities they need, really. I remember the times when building bundles or thinking about bundles in Shopify was a really pain in the neck. And obviously this has changed and with your application, bundle builder, things are getting much, much easier. Give me a bit of an overview. What kind of steps are involved in building a bundle specifically for merchants that have a lot of SKUs, a lot of products in there? How can you make that easier? Or how do you provide a solution to make this easier? Bundle builder is sort of a step-by-step based setup. You've got multiple options. Initially, you do a product selection for something for a certain step. We have it segmented so somebody can create multiple steps, choose product group A, choose something from product group B, C, etc. So you select the products. There's some layout options that go alongside that. You'd be choosing whatever it is. In the background, we're sort of creating a pseudo product, which is almost a placeholder for whatever that customer is going to be selecting. We've got multiple SKU options on the outbound. One of the sort of unique selling points within Bundle Builder is that you can choose how you want to fill it, whether you want it as a pseudo single SKU or whether you want it as a multi-SKU on the output. You work through a number of steps and then it spits out a bundle, basically. So you've got initial step is set up names and items like that. Then it's product selection, either in single step or multiple. Then into your sort of advanced discount rules. That's also one of the big PowerPoints of Bundle Builder is that we offer quite advanced step-based bundle discounts. So based on the product within the previous step into the next one, and also fixed price items, free gifting type discounts that can all be built in through those workflows. But you effectively work through a set of about five steps, and then you've got a bundle in front of you, and then you can tweak it to what you really need on the return. At the moment, the sort of layout is quite fixed. We'll probably be having multiple of those going in the next couple of months. Okay. Let's talk a little bit more about the discounting of a bundle. Discounting always was a big issue in Shopify. I remember these times. Give me a bit of a background. How does that work? What kind of options do you have? We've got sort of percentage and fixed base discounts, fixed amount discounts off bundles. And then you've also got the rule-based discounts. So based on what's in the actual bundle, it can apply different discounts based on criteria. Those are applied in a number of different ways. We've got multiple sort of fulfillment and SKU-based aspects to it on the output. And that's the complexity with, which has always been the case with sort of Shopify, unless you want sort of Shopify plus with scripts where you could do some pretty advanced sort of discounting at that level. We build it all into the sort of bundle config. And then depending on the output approach, we either push something through as a single product that's pre-discounted. So single SKU goes into the actual order or multi-SKU where we generate an order in the background and apply discounts line item by line item. One thing that you want to know as a merchant is how is your bundle performing compared to the single sale of a product? Is there any kind of analytics or reporting tools involved with Bundle Builder? We've got multiple analytic areas at the moment, which would sort of showcase which bundles are performing. They're not quantitative at this stage. So that's actually a really, really good point. And I think it's something which we've had on pipeline and in roadmap for a long time is to start extending that into more of direct quantitative back to here's the single product. In our case, where it is more of pick and mix side, it's not as directly linked to a single product. The analytics that are sort of becoming available going forward is what products are you selling in bundles? What are your fast movers? As we sort of go into more and more of the machine learned and the data side of it going forward, 
that'll then allow you to start forecasting things like PPD, getting your prepackaged bundles up. These are our fast movers. Let's not lose an hour packing or 10 minutes packing, whatever it is that, that somebody does on that side. At the moment, it's got quite light analytics. Most of them are pre-built into the sort of Shopify analytics flow. Everything's tagged. So if you know how to use queries within Shopify, you can get to most data. And then there's an export within the app, which will allow you to attach it to sort of a BI tool on the back burner. And then we're starting to move more and more into that and pushing forward into specific areas. We tend to take input in from merchants that we're working with to say this is something we have. So we have requests for specific types of data which are being built in, but those are the sort of analytics that we have at a baseline. Okay, no, that sounds great. Specifically, as you build it in the Shopify reporting tool, then it's easy to use, to find. If you want to go and find a bundle or find all your orders which have got a bundle sale in it, you can do it. Okay. Merchants are focusing on limiting the numbers of bundles in their store or are they going wild and offer that all over the place in any kind of combination of products they offer? We get every kind of mix and match across the user base, everyone that's using it all over with a thousand plus products in some cases, which is quite unmanageable right through to folks that are really laser focused on Here's our three bundles that cover these three areas, and these are the 12 products in each one of them. We really do get a mix and match of everything across the board. What a merchant's sort of appetite, what they view their customer base is going to find enjoyable as an experience to purchase through. They really get to, to tweak that as whatever makes sense for them. And that's different for every single customer. There might be a shirt and a t-shirt, some gold clubs in some cases, and it might be something completely different when it's Nintendo and you only have 12 products in it or something like that. Okay, makes total sense. What's the learning curve to work with Bundle Builder? As with any app, there is some layer of learning curve. And I think to some degree, Bundle Builder is more complex than something that's purely display-based or marketing-based, a pop-up or something like that, where it is far less entwined. Bundle Builder, depending on the sort of fulfillment strategy, how you want your SKU handling to work into whether you want it multi-single, how you're going to handle that aspect of it. There's quite a lot of overhead behind the scenes. It's easy to get up and going, but there is thought processes which people will then start reaching out to our onboarding team or our support team and going, hey, you know, we need to do this or we have this type of warehouse infrastructure that we're working with or hey, how do I do XYZ or random custom themes that have some type of layout that they need to integrate with. We're always available from a support standpoint and we try to mitigate that as much as possible, but there is some layer of difficulty in some cases to get going is pretty minimal but then it's once you start strategizing about it becoming a core part of your business that it tends to get more complex for people one thing you touched on themes obviously shopify changed to the online shopping 2.0 framework last year it was june last year so a while ago i hope that a lot of versions by now have moved over to a new theme, but I know also of some that are still working with the old one. How does that work or how does it impact the work with Bundle Builder? We work in the theme store quite extensively. That's why I know those dates very well, because we had sort of five themes that needed to be updated overnight, really. It is complex. As far as sort of stats, we tend to see a couple of months ago, there were about 25% of users that were still using an older version of a theme or one that come from a side sort of aspect, not through the direct Shopify theme stores, where some of those haven't been updated yet. More common, we see folks that have spent quite a lot on their sort of themes to get them customized to a level to bring in a whole bunch of tooling for them, et cetera. And then they would have that cost again going to OS2, especially if they were off the beaten track a bit. There's quite a lot of overhead around it. We have a process internally where the installation used to be very manual, and that was far more of a headache pre-OS2. 
Now it's all based on app embeds. So you turn the app embed on and from our team, we put out a process where we went through every single one of the top, well, actually at that stage, every single one of the themes on the theme store and built in compatibility for its selectors to bolt it into it. At this stage here, there's probably a few new ones, which it doesn't have support for directly out the box, but we would add it through support immediately for them. Okay, now that sounds great. It's always a process to get something customized and really that it works nicely. So hearing that you do that from your side with your support is actually quite good. Tell me about the pricing of Bundle Builder. How does that work? Bundle Builder sort of has two core tiers, which are the generally accessible ones, and then one which is a sort of a pro tier. The basic cost of it is $25 at this stage. That is likely to jump up just because we have seen a lot of increases with inflation within base costs in the next little while. And originally sort of Shopify Plus users were at about $75 a month for the app to be running. We do have a select group of individuals and folks that want more input. So they want a merchant success individual working with them. We have sort of boosted resources and speed aspects for some of the folks who go to our, what we call our pro level, which I think is $2.99 a month. But that then gives you a fair whack of a sort of input directly into the team across the board. So that's our price point on it. We really do care about sort of the merchant success in a lot of this. So we are continually trying to push users to up their turnover through bundles. If somebody's sitting in there, they're on $25 and they haven't sold a bundle in like 12 months, that's no good for us. That's just somebody out there. So we really care about that sort of, and we, we turn that into our metric for how people boost through those ranks. Okay, that sounds great. I think um, giving a bit of consulting on how people can use apps in their store helps. As you said, in the beginning, a lot of people, I have the misunderstanding that I bundle is an upsell or cross-sell, which this is not. And that completely has a different strategy behind that. And if the help is coming from you, that's great. Where can people find out more about Bundle Builder? Obviously, the core location for everything Shopify is the App Store. I think it's apps forward slash Bundle Builder or just search for Bundle Builder and you'll find it. There are a lot of bundle apps. There's sort of seven or eight pages worth of bundle apps. Some of them are upsell, some of them are package sets, some of them or something else. The core bit of marketing is on there and that's got an intro video that walks everyone through everything. And then, especially for folks within the agency space or within the development space, if you've got a dev store, it's free to install. So we do ask folks that are looking at it from an agency space, you know, install it, speak to us. There's an onboarding call option where people can chat to somebody on our team, which they'll sort of walk them through, you know, hey, what are you looking to do? What are the ideas? Okay, here are some examples of what other people have done, etc. But that all starts from the App Store. Okay, sounds great. I will put the link in the show notes and you just want to click away. Lee, thanks so much. That was a great overview of bundling and bundles. I think a lot of merchants should really dive deeper into this topic and find out what it can do for their stores. And thanks for your time and talk soon. Awesome. Thank you very much for having me. Hey, Klaus here. Before you go, I would like to invite you to become part of the e-commerce merchant pro community to get actionable advice from other Shopify merchants who already have achieved what you are aiming for. Our community is a safe place to actively grow your online retail business with the support of the most amazing and helpful group of e-commerce entrepreneurs behind you. Running a Shopify business is tough. Don't do it alone. Join us now. It's free. You will find the link in the show notes. Also, if you think your online store has conversion or marketing issues and you would like to have a fresh set of eyes on your business, then drop me an email at klaus at klauslauter.com and let me know a little bit about your business. It might be beneficial for you to have me look over your store, offers, emails, and ads, and get an unbiased outside perspective and guidance to help you make most of your online business. 
And finally, if you enjoy the show, please rate and review in the app that you're listening so that I can get bigger and more impactful guests on the podcast. Thank you as always for tuning in today. I appreciate you. Until next time, and I talk to you soon.